There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I, uh, was that I, you? I, I inhaled some coffee. That's <laughs> <laughs> swallowed. I inhaled some coffee. That's how you start the show, choking. It is, <laughs> it is. Ah, man. Oh, hey, I by the way, everybody... hey, Josh, how's it going? <laughs> What's up, Jim Price? How are we doing today? <laughs> welcome to Dark Delight, where we choke it out. That's right. I mean, uh, Well, you anyway. know, this, this show is interesting because it, it's kind of evolved. So for, for those yeah. out there who are like new listening or whatever, th- this started as a Saturday show. Uh, on WYSL. Mm. So it started as a Saturday show, one day a week, and me kind of just going over the uh, the unfolding global conspiracy of the week through a wrap-up. And then we went to five days a week, just me, and right. uh, you know talking about what's happening in the world. Now this is a, a talk show on various different issues of the unfolding and global some conspiracy, guy. Which, I, which I like it. I like the talk show yeah. aspect yeah. of this, right? Some right guy now. came along and joined in. Hey, what's this? Uh, you keep. Why do we have to use the word conspiracy when it's just the the? Shit? Sorry, excuse me. Sorry, the stuff they're doing to us. Well, what is what is what is, what is it? Con- how do how do you define a conspiracy? Right, like I, I look right. at a conspiracy in, in an agreement to perform together an illegal, wrongful, a subversive act. I mean. Okay, I mean, are, are are we looking at that globally? Yeah, we are. So, you know, the 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 CIA back in the 1960s devised a psychological warfare campaign mm-hmm. to basically go against the people that were trying to oust them. And what they did is they created... wait wait wait. So they they were getting they they were trying to get rid of people that were trying to get rid of them. Right. So there the is CIA? a lot of. There was a lot of things floating back in those days. There was a lot of politicians who were coming forth and uh, putting information out there about how our government had been infiltrated by the commies. You remember McCarthy and all this stuff, right? Uh-huh. So, so yeah. this started to reach the public, and the public started to present various different things, including in the UFO phenomena and this. And so, You mean the people this, that were paying their salaries and had put them in a position right, right, to take right. care of our country, but then they were screwing our country over, and they were mad that we found out? Some, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so what ends up happening is the CIA comes out with a psychological warfare campaign, basically right. labeling these people conspiracy theorists. And this is kind of mm. how it all started is it was a disinformation campaign against people who actually had probable evidence of conspiracy. Right. Huh. And so today it Sounds lives like on. It's exactly that. Well, it does. <laughs> and well, but you know what they've done since then? It's, it's kind of ingenious if you think about it, because if you're talking about a war of information, then he who controls the information or the dissemination of information controls the the outpouring of the war and so mm-hmm. we'd be naive to think that the evil or uh the the leftist the evil whatever this is the enemy in the world would only right. control the information on their side and not try or attempt to control the information on the other side so what they've done since this time is flooded through their various news circuits, we, we understand how they had Operation Mockingbird, which they, um, they controlled the media and the propaganda through the media, right? This is what JFK warned about. Right. But they, they used that mechanism to basically 
propagate false and misleading information to the public. And also, they infiltrated a lot of these various groups that were meeting together talking about these conspiracies. And so, there's a, have you seen like the bank of cla- uh, declassified CIA documents that have came out? And there's like, uh, people will talk about, oh, Nikola Tesla was from Venus. The CIA said it, right? You ever heard this one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what people don't understand is what they're looking at is a declassified document from the CIA. It doesn't mean it was produced by the CIA. The document in question was a newsletter from a group of conspiracy theorists that came out in the 1950s. And the newsletter was actually sent out, mailed out to eight recipients were on this newsletter's mailing list. Um, Six of those recipients were federal intelligence agencies. (laughs) (laughs) And so when they declassify it, it doesn't mean it's true. It just means that... They were on the receiving end. They they classified it not because it was true truthful, but because they were spying on these groups of American citizens and whatever their wackadoodle theories were about Nikola Tesla. And so mm-hmm. we see them probably move towards this angle to go in there and infiltrate these groups and begin to spread these lies. Oh, hey, you know the, the Tesla meeting this week. Uh, you know what I heard? I heard he was from Venus. He's a Venusian. Yeah, and, uh, and, and he, he traveled in UFOs to Mars and all this other stuff. And, and people would believe this and they'd begin to spread this out there. And then what happens is they go and see, have a UFO sighting or they, they come under information that there's communist infiltration in the government, right? And what do they want to do? They want to connect the dots. They want a pearl string. So they come out and they go, oh, this has to do, um, you know, the government's infiltrated by the communists. I just saw a UFO and, and, and Tesla is a Venusian. He's from Venus. And see, now this discredits the two other claims that are probably true. Right. Shiny objects, right? It's like a bass boat to a fisherman. Just can't help but look at it. I mean, that's <clears throat> how simple that is, though. Really, I mean, we they used us against us. They didn't really have to, to you know, go in to do too much, move the needle. They just got us, right? Well, yeah, and and just slowly over time, they've manipulated the idea of information. And they've gone in there and they've controlled science and academia. They've controlled, um, you know, the education systems, obviously. They went out and began um, influencing all the institutions. Like I was talking to a, a friend out here in Minnesota. And one of the biggest problems in Minnesota is the woke ideology that is spread through the school systems. And uh, I'm fortunate that I'm in a town that uh, seems relatively good. I've kind of done my homework on them. Um, But other school systems in in, uh, Minnesota aren't so lucky. And uh, there's a big uh, Muslim population in Minnesota. And what I found out is that the majority of Muslims are are actually conservative, very, very conservative. Mm -hmm. And uh, but they vote left. And the reason they vote left is because of the influence that comes out from the mosques. And the mosques are heavily funded by... um, what you consider apolitical leftist organizations, right? So they come out as, oh, we have no political affiliation. We're a 501c3, but then they're funding these mosques with money derived through Democrat investors, right? Right. And these people go in there and they bring candidates into the mosque, which you're not supposed to do, um, and they go out and vote for these lefties. And and there's also this aspect of fear that's out there, that they have this propagation of fear 
towards the people like you are. It's not that you're going to go vote for who you want. You're going to go vote for this person or or this is going to come down on you. And it's ran the same way the school boards. It's that, I mean, you have some very radicalized school boards out here. And so we're, we're devising plans. I'm working with a group and we're devising plans to kind of go after these people. And one right. of the ways I'm going to do this is, um, well, I'm going to use a lot of the tactics that I, uh, I've learned throughout my life. And so uh, I'm not going to right. give those out on the radio because then we just give it away. But if people are interested in taking down their school boards, um, l- let me just put this out there is that um, everybody, everybody has skeletons in the closet that leak out underneath the door and that if you just dig deep enough you will find it and that you can prove i mean school boards are like just compounded with this so for anybody out there who's looking to take on their school boards and maybe take a different approach or angle for this let me know i mean i i I, I, this is kind of like a new venture that i'm starting but i think it's one that we all need to start doing but this and is so, something that they have already been doing for decades to go in and infiltrate and take over the school boards, the city councils, the county commissions, the dog catchers. So this is not like you're inventing something new. This is They've already been doing this. I mean, I think they've been doing it for obviously over like 100 years to me. But um, what you're saying is you're going to go back and do a counter to what they're doing, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's just doing yeah, what they yeah. have been doing to, to tear our schools apart. Well, it's it's information warfare, right? Right. That's what we're talking about here. And there's no reason why we should always be on the defensive. That's one of the things about the right is for 20 years, the right has always been on the defensive of the warfare being waged by the left because we have a moral and ethical standard that we want to live up to. And, hey, Mm -hmm. that's great. But you know what? There comes a time where you have to rise up, you have to stand up, you have to speak up, and you have to fight back. And it's great that we're going out there and we're going to these school and town board meetings, that we're going to, you know, these local political meetings. And we're standing up and we're speaking our mind. But what, what, what is happening in these videos? These people are getting arrested. They're going out there and expressing their First Amendment right, their free speech, and they're being arrested for, for simply calling out corruption and crime when they see it. And so, so a different policy approach officers, has to be taken here. Yeah. The policy officers get involved because they, you know, it's my job. No different than the guy who shoveled coal in the steam engine on the way to Auschwitz. It's just your job. Somewhere along these lines, these boys have got to figure out they took an oath to the Constitution to defend us, not to defend the politicians. Well, you know, and one of the ways that you can do this is specifically is getting good with the police department. If you know that the police are going to be present on the scene, what you do is before going to that school board meeting, you go into the police officer, uh, the police station, and you give them a notification, right? You give them a notification Mm -hmm. of civil rights. And you say, hey, by the way, our group is attending this school board meeting tonight. This is a notification of our civil rights signed by our lawyer. um, And any violation of these civil rights will be met swiftly with a lawsuit against your uh, your city's police department. And and you let them know that. And that's that's one way to start. Right. We'll be right back with more Dark Light Show after this. Yeah, yeah. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. And, uh, yeah, no, Jim, it's really, there's a methodical process to go about this. Right. Is the first thing that you do is you make sure that you're going to be safe at these these places that you're speaking at, especially these town board meetings. If you know there's going to be a police officer there, what you do is you you say, hey, our group, we're going to have 30 or 40 people there. It's going to be a heated discussion, but we have a protection of constitutional rights. And we want to express that to this police department that while we're there, there will be no attempt to remove us. Right. From a public place while we're expressing our First Amendment uh, rights. Now, you'll ex- you the- will you talk to them about their bonds and that you have the ability to pull their bonds as well? Or are you just going to do no, it you don't. Notice? You don't need to threaten them to that level. I think by putting them on notice and them understanding that you're an organization, that uh, you, you, you mean business, and that you mm-hmm. will bring upon lawsuits upon them if they do infringe on your civil rights is enough of a notice. Because what's going to happen is those two police officers that are going to that school board meeting are going to be warned by the police chief, hey, look, listen, this group is not one that you want to mess with. They will bring lawsuits on us if you infringe on their civil rights. And so only act when necessary. And those police officers will be pretty cool. And so, you know, most times what you get is you just get a police officer that shows up and he's believing that he's supporting the other civil servants, right? The chairman or the head of the school board. And he's going to do exactly what they say. But if he has other direction from the chief of police, be like, hey, look, we don't want a lawsuit. Don't arrest anybody for First Amendment rights. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to think twice. 
Right. And so right. it, it, that's just one methodology. And that's not even a, a like a, a tactic that would be looked at as um, kind of unusual. Another right. point, you know, another thing, do your research on these people. Right. Like, like, firstly, this is these are elected officials. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about our county board or school board, our state representative. Do your due diligence on them. They're public servants. So guess what? Everything that they're doing in the sense of their public service is public yep. domain. Freedom of mm-hmm. Information Act request or it's already published. For Why do we example, have to request their emails? Why aren't their emails just openly published? Like as in a, a window, we can just go, well, we can pull up John's emails. Why do we have well, to do the are. FOIA most stuff? Of them, most of them are. And the are FOIA stuff yeah. actually comes about. This is, this is where you would get into the FOIA stuff. Okay. is when you're dealing with small towns and stuff like that, you don't have a very, very large budget, right, for these right. school boards. But when you get into the bigger counties or the bigger districts, you're, you're right. dealing with multi-million dollar budgets. Now, an example to take from California, mm-hmm. um, there's a school board, I think it was L.A. County schools, school district. And what happened is, is an organization went in there and they did their due diligence and they pulled out um, their annual financial report. Okay. And in the annual financial report, it wasn't uh, a detailed financial report. It was very, very um, basic. But they they saw the amount of expenses that were incurred through the budget. And so what Mm -hmm. they did is they did a FOIA request and requested the detailed worksheet of all the expenses because that's not put out there in the public domain and they got it. And what they did is they went through and they got it down to the individual level. So the school board member level. Right. And so what you get to see now is that school boards get a per diem if they're traveling or they, they can write off, you know, lunches and dinners and all these types of things. If they're traveling, they can write off a hotel expense. And so they went in there and broke this down and they started seeing like Home Depot charges on there. They started seeing hotel charges in a different state and, you know, you know, $300 dinners and bottles of wine and rental cars. And come to find right. out that the chairman of the school board was expensing his whole lifestyle, travel, hotels, cars, dinners, um, traveling um, home expenses, remodeling costs of his house. To the school board. Well, that's that's called embezzlement. <laughs> that, right. That's illegal. That's an illegal activity. And so this gentleman went in there and said, hey, you all need to resign. You guys covered this right. up and you did this. You're guilty of crimes. We're, we're handing this over to the district attorney. And, and that's it. And they all resigned. Wow. Well, so and that's how easy it is. And that's yeah. just that's just a you know a, a fifteen twenty minutes worth of work, right? A week waiting, you know, maybe a few hours worth of review of the documents, and right. building a case. And that's just one school board. And here's the thing: is if that's just one, think about how many others there are. Yeah. Well, at the county level, the state level, the. Well, how about the DA? How come we don't ever go in and really look at what either the police department or the DAs are doing at the individual levels with either the over-prosecution or the use of their time? Like, why aren't we actually looking at those guys? I mean, the school board thing is a sexy thing because it's the kids, it's the this or that. 
But what about the DA who's who is over prosecuting, who who is putting, you know, a lot of effort into one case, but then the other case just gets, you know, pushed aside? Well, yeah. Well, how about this? Have you been watching this story of George Santos from New York, who's now in Congress? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Re- the Republican. Yeah. This dude needs yeah. to resign. This it's dude needs to resign. <laughs> no, he, this dude needs to resign and, and be kicked out. And the reason right. is, is because he blatantly lied to his constituents. He lied about everything. He lied about his mom dying on September 11th. He lied about where he went to college, where he went to, um, where he got his graduate degree. He lied about um, where he worked and, and he lied about everything. And so right. not only that is, you know, it comes out and I don't care that he's a cross dresser, but he's a, he's right. a drag queen. And he's Jeez. been a drag queen for many, many years. And I don't care about that, right? How is I mean, but if you there are, are people that get like a DUI 30 years ago and they crucify someone for it. This guy is like just I I don't know. How do these how do these ones that are so big just get through everything and fully get elected? That's that's the part that just amazes me how the dichotomy of the two, right? One guy has a parking ticket, the other guy is doing this stuff lately and it's fine, no big deal. Hey, um did we did we do anything with our debt ceiling last Friday? What did we do there? Debt ceiling. Um, I think we're still we're still moving on it. I haven't heard anything. It yeah. looks like they're going to yeah, try know. to move towards uh, a vote on Is it. Is Visa like going to give us a, a new uh, credit card limit? <laughs> Is Visa going to give us a new credit card limit? <laughs> I'm just asking for new. Uh, you know, just raise my limit, bro. It's okay. I'm good for it. <laughs> I'm good for the fake dollars you're going to give me. How? <sighs> You know, Josh, I get exhausted on that stuff. How is it that we go in, we're asking somebody who's going to fictitiously make up money to give us the fictitious money to pay more of our fictitious debt with the fictitious money they gave us? Well, you know what? Listen, the, the money thing is, uh, is never going to end. Whether it's mm. fiat currency, whether it's gold backs, whether it's CBDCs, you're always going to have this type of problem in the country, okay? And right. the reason is, is because it's easy to exploit these systems. Now, I hope that the conservatives, the American First conservatives, um, pull that stick out of their butt and, and begin actually working for America. I mean, we're, we're, how many, we're almost a month in of the new Congress. And other than some big talk... What do we add? Right. Absolutely nothing. I thought they were supposed to do the whole, you know, get rid of the IRS. We were going to be pounding out some real freedom and and uh, stuff the way they were talking. But we, we got this dog and pony show for for a week. And then now we've now what are we doing? We've fallen straight in our face. Well, that's oh, it. We just they got started more off strong and then all of a sudden nothing. Hmm. It's gone. The deep state touched them. Oh, they're tainted. Yeah, that's all right. It's fine. No, it's not fine. Um, so, okay, so with the debt ceiling, if we didn't deal with it and we ran out of money on Friday, then what are we doing today, Monday, midday? I mean, we're four, three days later. What happened? Well, one of the things that happened is uh, Janet Yellen, the Secretary of Treasury, came out, and she put out a plan to basically um, – mitigate this problem now no the whole financial part that's mitigate. going on right now <laughs> mitigate mitigate i just i'm gonna mitigate my debt well okay yeah, this is what they do sorry jim we're using big words here but um <laughs> just, 
what Janet Yellen actually what what Janet Yellen actually proposed was that they're going to reduce pension not even reduce they're they're going to get rid of pension funding uh postable office fen- uh funding and uh certain federal services funding of uh, pensions up until June to basically make the budget work now now here's the thing this happened on the same day that they're giving 2.5 billion dollars to Ukraine it, oh, this is absolute God. absurdity. You're, you're taking pension funding away from federal service employees and instead giving money to foreign countries like this. This this, this system doesn't work. But and the Ukrainian people, Josh, don't you understand? The I, I could give I could give uh. two two uh, two poops of a <laughs> lamb's tail about the Ukrainian people and no offense to the Ukrainian people. We, we have people here in the United States of America that are suffering. We have people that are homeless and are hungry. We have veterans all over the place that have, you know, suffering from PTSD. They're homeless. It, listen, we have problems in our own country that need to be resolved before we start resolving problems in other people's countries. But yeah. the thing is, and the problem is, is that the, the political organizations that operate this country, they don't have an allegiance to you or me. They have an allegiance to themselves and their financiers. And it's become a racket. Government is a racket. War is a racket. That's the truth in the world today. And we've got to start money, working folks. around these solutions. That's right. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Show. And we lost Jim. I don't know what happened. We're going to try to get Jim back. I think he got a phone disconnected. There were a bad connection, but either way, um, you know, moving on with the news here and, you know, the debt ceiling is something to talk about here, but there's also other things. I mean, Janet Yellen, the, the Secretary of Treasury, she also said that the U.S. default that we were just talking about could spark a financial crisis and undermine the dollar's role as a reserve currency. It's not just the, the financial crises. Saudi Arabia is now in bed with China. Um, okay, can you hear me now? No, we can hear. Oh, there's Jim. Jim, how are we doing? All right. All right, I'm back. Here we go. Yeah, I'm talking about... You know, we should have more Jan- computers in our I'm life. talking about Janet Yellen here. <laughs> U.S. default could spark the, right. spark the financial crisis and undermine the dollar's role as a reserve currency. And I was about to get into Saudi Arabia and what happened with OPEC oh. and Saudi Arabia and China with China now clearing all their oil and gas through... The Chinese Wang, Yuan, Yen, Yen, Wen, Wen, Wang, Wang, Yang, Wang, and uh, how it's going to be, you know, cleared through the Shanghai Exchange. And OPEC has opened this up to other nations as well. And so what we're seeing is the natural resources of the world be be moved towards this BRICS plus nation and away from. The Western global nations, and that's really going to cause the collapse of the dollar, not necessarily a U.S. default. But Janet warning, Janet Yellen's warning this because they know it's coming, and they they want to blame it on something, right? They want to blame it on Congress. Right. But man, what a world we live in! What how, think about like your name is Janet Yelling, like it almost could be like it's an action word. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I just being a twelve year old again. It's kind of a Monday already, but. Uh, well, it's, but the thing is, is like, what are we deferring to? What are we? She's kicking the can down the road or blaming somebody else. But in the reality, nothing. I mean, we're not getting any better at this. It's not going away. We know we're going to default on our interest only payment. We know that the dollar is deflating as fast as it can. I mean, I, I at the same time, it's like we're still acting as if the house ain't on fire. 
I, I don't know. The math there has really, really got me. Well, you know what, Jim? We're about to see global crisis after global crisis. This is what the World Economic Forum means when they say polycrisis. This is what I've been talking about for multiple years when I said firestorm event. This is mm-hmm. what's happening right now. And here, here's a, a little indication of this. The Prime Minister Kishida in Japan says that Japan is on the brink of social dysfunction as their birth rates fall. This is this is massive. Right. Right. His remarks well, there's, China, there's this is a going across the world though, isn't it? It is. It's not just Japan, it's China, it's the United States. One of the core elements of his 45-minute speech came amid news that the country's new birth rates fell last year below 800,000 for the first time on record. Japan's total population January 1st was estimated 124.77 million, down 0.43% from a year earlier. 29% of them were 65 years or older, while 116 were aged 0 to 14. Wow. That's not good. Yeah. I heard this was almost like a column effect where you, you know, you try to keep everything equal at the bottom as well as the top. So it creates this, you know, homeostasis process of, you know, evolution of age. You know, you got the young ones, you got the old ones, the middle aged, the producers, the savers, the investors. And the problem is, is we're getting ready to turn into an upside down pyramid. We are in an upside down pyramid where there's a smaller amount of young kids and a greater amount of older people. And at that point, it it just it, it basically implodes on itself. It cannot. It's not sustainable to not have a generation behind supporting what the generation that is getting old. Exactly, and that's the biggest problem in Japan right now, is that their social care system is devised upon the uh, the work the workers coming in to replace the workforce that's moving out. <clears throat> and the problem right. with Japan is they don't have anybody moving in to all these old manufacturing processing positions to replace the workforce that's retiring. That most people are taking tech jobs and they don't have enough people that are being born that are coming into these jobs to actually suffice the population sustainment. And so that's a big problem there. And now we're having the same problem in China. And, and, you know, the globalists will say this is because people are living longer. No, it's not necessarily because people are living longer. It's because of, um, you know, what, what is it? It's uh, in the military, we used to say uh, piss poor planning provides for um, piss poor results, right? Right. Yep. It, 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 and that's really what we're coming down to right now. Hmm. Well, um, as, as we talk about this, I mean, there is a real thing about, you know, uh, of making babies. I mean, what have they told us? Japan was or China was doing the one baby per, per couple thing, uh, aborting female babies by the millions a, a year. Um, then when they've been telling everybody, oh, have kids later in life, later in life, or just don't even have them all because it's too much of a financial burden. But here's a problem. By you not having kids, it has created a greater financial burden on you now than you could have ever had having kids. That is an absolute fact right now. Because you didn't have kids, it has created a strain on you in a way that you won't – I don't know how we cover for it unless we actually, I guess you would have make babies to get out of this. You know, uh, That's, that's the, would really be the only answer to get out of this thing. Well, think about it this way. Think about the 100 million abortions that have occurred in the United States of America since 1960. Think about Mm -hmm. these countries and their various radical policies. China. China ended that 18 months ago 
with the one child policy. And now they're encouraging their citizens to have as many children as humanly possible. Now it makes sense why they built all those ghost cities, doesn't it? But at the same time, you know, we want to think that China was uh, um, telling their people not to have children and these people weren't because, you you know, you got 1.5 billion people there. Um, In actuality, what was happening is any women that were born in China to a parent who um, basically the Chinese government would go in there and steal those children and place them either into human trafficking or slave labor camps. Wow. Many people didn't know but, this about China, but it's it's one of the dark areas of China. Not only that is cannibals. Right. Well, the uh, Germans actually tried to do a thing where they were going in and having uh, what they call sleepaway camps where they were having the quote unquote the purest among them having these children uh, and these were these were teenage kids and stuff going in but then the government would immediately take the baby and put them into these incubator farms and then they but the problem with the whole experiment and what they did they did this over a long period of time the problem with it is is that the children didn't have the nurturing and the babies were just dying for no no human cause they weren't dying of any type of diseases but the lack of human contact because they were trying to just incubate babies uh, it, it actually was a failed process, and it sounds like China's trying to do a very similar thing. Right. I mean, and if you go back, I mean, this isn't the first time in this world's population that they've had uh, a birth rate problems. They had this at the beginning of the 20th century as well. Many people don't know about this, but but it is the truth. Um, and this mm. is why, you know, at the World Fair in Chicago and Buffalo, they had incubators on display with actual real babies in it as if people had never seen babies before. You're right. <laughs> kind of unusual. Isn't well, it? Hey, can we talk? I mean, do we want to talk about the world's fairs and the, what they actually destroyed, or what part of history they destroyed by doing that? That's uh, a conversation for another day. But I think that you know, you know, the 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 thing that you have to lay the foundation with for a conversation like that uh-huh. is this: is look at all the words definitions that are changing right now. Look at the perspective on history that is being realigned right now right right see how they're taking down monuments changing history books stopping um stopping children from learning actual real history and instead teaching them this left ideology or this radical ideology now take that and expand that just beyond our time and about the time that you all went to school expand that beyond to the one time when your parents went to school because the truth is is that level of psychological warfare has been going on for hundreds of years if not thousands of years which means that the true real history of who and what we are has been lost. That, that yeah. we really don't know it because what we have is his story. And the great example I use of this is Churchill was uh, ordered the bombing of a, a German city. <clears throat> and his assistant came up and said, uh, Mr. Churchill, how can you do this? There's th- that city has innocent people within it. There's women and children. What, what will history think of you? And he looks at his assistant and says, my dear boy. It is we, the winners of the war, who write history. History will think whatever we tell them to think. Right. And so that's kind of where we are in this world right now is we have to question our history and question where we came from and question who we are. Because 
I think a lot of that has been manipulated and changed. And, you know, that's why it's important to know your family lineage, to know your family history, to know where you came from. Um, and, right. and that has been lost a lot, too. I mean, even in this day of, of the digital age of of massive amounts of information, most people don't know who they are or where they came from or where their family lineage is. But if you go to these royals and these elites and these, these people who are at the top of the food chain in the sense of money and resources, they know exactly right. Where they came from genetically, they know exactly the family lineage, hundreds and hundreds, some of them thousands of years back. Yeah, well, and that's that's the thing is like we they know why it's important to say where they're from, what region they're from, why their family was this or that, and then also when they think of people that they're going to genetically bind with going into the future, they're very particular that way. We we don't really hold sacred our genetic coding. And we just go like, well, I just love them and it's all this. But they do it purposefully to, to live a different type of lifestyle. So they live in a different way. And we're over here going, oh, any old way is okay. Right. All right. We'll be back with Dr. Light Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back with the Dark Delight Show. And uh, don't forget, everybody, that we have another hour of the Dark Delight Show coming up right after this 
with uh, with Jim Price. Uh, that guy. in the way for you. That's right. That's right. Oh. You know, Jim, here's an interesting segment into that. Is, uh, the uh-huh. FBI has found more classified documents in a 13-hour search of Biden's home. <laughs> What, 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 wait, no, I, I, are you repeating the story that we've heard like every day? No, no, <laughs> every this day is it's a new pile? documents. This is another one. This is, this is more. This is in his home this time. Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. Just change the date on your. So if you're a, if you're a reporter on this, you're just changing the date on your article, right? Because it's not right. a different article. It's just the same article over and over again. <laughs> I love covering this story. This is well, I great. Love, I and I love how CNBC, CNBC says that the FBI agents found more classified documents at President Joe Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, during a consensual search lasting nearly 13 hours. Other classified documents were found the, there earlier this month. And they, they say it's consensual. It's consensual. Listen, it's illegal. Consensual. It's illegal. <laughs> he, he's not allowed to have those documents when he was vice president. And he has classified confidential information. His um, his chief of staff, Ron Klain, is is leaving. Did you see this? What? So uh, Joe he Biden's – oh, yeah. Joe Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, is leaving. Mm-hmm. Is uh, leaving the White House after two years. And so this is an indicator of what's actually happening. So Ron Klain is a 100% deep state globalist. Okay? Right. He's been Biden's top aide. The rumor has been for everybody out there wondering who was running the White House. It's Ron Klain and it's Anthony uh, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State. So that creates a free fall because no one's going to be running the ship then? The guy who was running it is not going to be running it? Right. Kind of, kind of is that they're being switched out and they're being switched out most likely because they're moving into a transitional period. The transitional period... In. Yeah, the transitional period is Ron Klain is basically stepping down because obviously Joe Biden has some massive liability coming down on him. They're throwing someone in there to probably handle the uh, the outfall from all this. Joe Biden, I think, will not finish his term. That's my thoughts. Right. Joe Biden is not going to finish his term. What's your thoughts? Do you think Joe Biden will finish his term? I, I don't think he ever started. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, in theory, in theory. Oh, in theory. Yeah, no, no, there's no way. This is this is absolutely writing on the wall. The, the 25th is coming. And, and the thing is, it's just the timing of it. Right. So when how are they going to do this? Are they going to, you know, create the medical? Or are they going to make it a, a conspiracy or not the conspiracy, but the tragedy of his? Oh, you know, it's just too much. And he has to do the Nixon, you know, getting on the plane departure or I mean, however that, you know, how are they going to to really, I mean, they have to disgrace him in some way, right? Isn't there always the sacrifice on the way out when they're going to make you look bad? It's just not like how they did Cuomo all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Here comes the, here comes the sexual harassment cases. And then he just fades away into the distance and rides off and then leaves the controversy behind like uh, New York state has with the, the environmental wizard that they have now running their state. Um, and then we're going to have the crisis of, of Kamala and her issues so then we i mean that's going to be a very distracting at the same time we got the debt ceiling issues the money issues so no he won't finish there's no way i mean i don't well i said yeah way. and you got they, they uh, force difference but. you got this guy jeff uh, jeff zients is going to come in and replace him zients would step in um because of biden's scandal uh there's no connection now where's he between- from 
Zian's, Zian's I, I don't know too much about him. There's there's some reports coming out him uh, on him right now. Um, I'm going to have that on my show tonight and kind of who Zian's is. He's the director right. of the National Economic Council from 2014 to 2017. Um, he left when Trump assumed office. He was acting director of the Office of Management and Budget in 2010 um, and again in 2012, 2013. So he's an Obama holdover. Um, right. And uh, basically just another insider to... Uh, uh, he became Biden's director of White House COVID response. There you go. Uh, after uh, Deborah Bricks had left, so this guy is an Obama, Obama sycophant. Hold But Biden's an Obama leftover too. So well, yeah, I mean, Obama is the one who is really running everything through Klein and through Blinken. And I think right, right now they're moving for damage control because everything's coming down on Biden. And they're, the, the, the deep state is moving to separate from China. This is why you're seeing a lot of this happen. But, right. man, I don't know is, how this is, is going to um, go for Is uh, Uncle Barry really as brilliant as we make him out to be that he has this ability to control this much? Is he really that brilliant? No, no. I think that he is a cog in the wheel of something much, much greater. Right. And I think that in the you know I look at the the world elite the the global cabal the multi-headed hydra if you want to look at it like that is mm. very, is a whole bunch of people that sit at tables right and that right. the global elite when you look at them in their totality there's maybe like 15 to 20 people that sit at this global table and they're like the chairmans of their regional areas right and they oversee all these smaller tables Within a country. So the United States of America probably has, you know, I'd say like 15 people, 15 tables of 10 people each that control this country. Right. right? And those people, those 15 tables elect a chairman and that chairman is the one that goes and sits at the global head. And I would say that Barack Obama is kind of one of the top people at that table that calls the shots. Um, But I think he's just a cog in the wheel. He's not at the head of anything. Uh, people like John Kerry, I think John Kerry is actually the, the head of the table here at the United States of America that represents the United States at that um, cabalic global government table. Right. Wow. And just so it, it's just it, it's all it is cool kids club stuff. Right. So you want to be a part of this, you'd be a part of that. But the lineage stuff and then this the ultimate control of everything. That's always the one thing that just trips me up. And I know that we got a lot of people that want to be powerful and they want to rule the world. And then we have that, uh, that song where everybody wants to rule the world. But I mean, there's a lot of responsibility to be that crappy all the time. There is. Well, listen, the world is going through a massive change and transition right now. And these people Mm -hmm. are at the forefront of trying to mold it to their own vision. The problem with that is that, you're dealing with billions of people globally. So you have to limit the population to a certain degree before you can actually start changing the world towards that vision. So we're going to see is I think we're going to see some bad things happen over the next uh, seven years. And I've already talked about this, but this is the poly crisis. The World Economic Forum talks about this is the firestorm event that I've been talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. It's coming, Jim. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, the stuff that we've talked about, you know, I, I had a pretty good segment last week on the uh, the honey and all the other stuff and the things that we're advertising, you know, we're telling people it's, it's an advertising, but it's like, hey, guys, listen, these are the answers and fixes to the things that you have right in front of you. 
um, you know, don't be a victim, you know, don't wait till it happens to try to figure mm -hmm. out the answer, you know, be prepared now so that transition is easier. Um, these people have nefarious plans and, and we're just talking about them lightly. We're touching on all these different subjects, this whole debt ceiling thing. I mean, we know the liquidity of the uh, banks. They only have what one, $1.8 billion of cash available. And yet we, they have supposedly 12 trillion in deposits. I mean, those are those are things that really should, people should be mindful of. Like, how do you make a difference here, right? Exactly, exactly. And so, what we're about to see here unfold over the next two years is going to be absolutely epic. Um, things that people have never seen before in the history of humanity, and I, I think it's going to be interesting in many different degrees. But we have to fight. We have to fight for what we believe, and we have to continuously um, push through the minutia to save this country and to save our rights, our freedoms, and liberties. So, guys, that's all for me. You're going to be back with Jim Price after the break here with more of the Dark Delight Show. Have a good day. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the new world order. Welcome, everybody, to Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price, uh, in for the second hour, and what a great day we have of different things to talk about. I mean, honestly, we could say, well, you know, there's all this stuff, and it's just exhausting, and I'm so tired, but at the end of the day, you've sat around before, and you've had those times where there really wasn't much to talk about, maybe in a family situation or whatever, and we were taught to not talk about politics. We were taught to not talk about religion. And we're about three generations, three generations of, of people away from that. And we're going, well, how did we get here? How do we get here? Well, the reason we don't even know how we got here is because we didn't bother to talk about it. We didn't bother to have those, those unpleasant conversations. Well, the reason they're unpleasant is because we don't know how to talk about them. We created the unpleasantness in the unpleasant conversation because we were told not to say anything, not to do this. But then if we go back and we see the annals of history and we go back and we see the destruction of the family by not talking about politics and, and religion, which is usually where moms and dads really display to their children their true belief in what the future should be or what the now should hold. And we didn't do that. And we had this quiet, silent generation do that. But then, then not only were we not talking about religion and we weren't talking about politics, we talked about nothing. We zeroed out conversation. So we weren't talking about how to conflict, uh, have conflict resolution skills. We weren't talking about school. We weren't talking about sports. We weren't talking about the neighbor's dog. We weren't talking about mowing the lawn. We weren't talking. We were not talking. What do you lose? You lose the information flow. You lose the ability to communicate well. You, no you don't normalize certain behaviors. And how do we get where we are today? Because it started, and, and it was really... It was a really brilliant idea, 
And the way it started with going into prohibition through Molly Hatchet, which she's from Kansas, which I'm not proud of, but uh, she was sponsored by Rockefeller. The Rockefeller wanted to sponsor the pro the prohibition of alcohol because people were using home stills to to produce alcohol that they could put in their Ford Bioflex car. Now, guys, I know that sounds like I'm really reaching because I'm a I'm a Ford fan. But what I'm telling you is it's absolutely factual that people could take grass clippings, they could take leaves, they could take straw, and they could create an alcohol that their Ford vehicle could run off of. You could literally just almost pour about anything that was flammable into a Ford vehicle and it would run. And so well, the problem was is he had all this petroleum that he wanted to sell. He was a businessman. So how do I create supply and demand? So he heard about this crazy lady going around with a little hatchet, you know, busting up beer kegs and things of that nature. And she he sponsored hers because he wants to he wants to create prohibition. Well, when you see prohibition and how it happened, how did it come back? And there's your answer to why it was ever sponsored or started to look at. And we're living in a life right now where we can't even have that conversation gently enough so people actually normalize a conversation that Rockefeller created the AMA, Rockefeller created the education department, Rockefeller created the prohibition because he wanted people to quit making alcohol at home to buy his pump petroleum products for the car. And we're having this conversation today about petroleum and other things, but we have been pushed away from being able to take care of ourselves through self-reliance at our own home. And we have to go to the pump. We have to go to the store. We have to go to the doctor. We have to go to the well because that's the only place you could get it. And we did not have the conversations that we should have. So we started not talking and we were pushed around with the public education. We were pushed around with the AMA. We were pushed around with petroleum. And when petroleum, the answer to petroleum and how we got here is alcohol, when it was legalized, or you were allowed, the government was allowing your freedom. Well, here, we're going to give this back to you, but you can't make alcohol at home. You can't make beer at home. You can't, if we catch you making alcohol, then the ATF, the alcohol and tobacco and firearms, it wasn't called that initially, but they were going to come in, the revenuers. Remember, everything's a tax violation. If you have cannabis it's a tax violation. If you have alcohol at home that you've made, it's a tax violation. If you, This is the problem. They get you on the tax violation portion of it. It has nothing to do with the legality of it. See, this is the problem. We don't even have this conversation out loud either. And it's and I'm, I'm using a lot of paraphrase. I'm really at the 30,000-foot level of this conversation. I'm trying to get you to normalize. Again, we haven't had the conversation, so i got to walk us back through, right? So when the AM or when the uh, when the prohibition ends, no home steals. That means if you get caught making fuel for your vehicle, we will throw you in jail. We will tax you. You'll we will violate you and tax you. That's really what this is about. Now wait, if we know that that's that happens, well then then we can start looking at other things in history where I tell you that we went to the quiet generation. We've all heard about this, but we really didn't think about it. Like the dark ages. The dark ages wasn't that the lights weren't on. It's that we had no education other than what was government control. Well, how are we in? What, what time would you call us in now? The information you're given is only through government control. We don't talk to each other. They keep us fighting with each other. So generations after generation, it's three generations. One generation stopped. The next generation didn't know what to talk about. The third generation was completely lost. And now we've begun, on, begun the generation of people who are going back and discovering the fact that chickens can eat every table scrap off of your kitchen table, out of your refrigerator, everything that goes bad. They can go in and do this just in a minute. 
lowering the the uh, the output of trash into the dump just by having a few chickens at your home. But then you get eggs. Well, how valuable are eggs all of a sudden? You see where we can actually get our own water and our own food, and we don't need the government. So we are a generation that's trying to rediscover these lost arts that were just part of our daily lives that we just had constantly. But we were just constantly talking about sewing and darning socks and doing all these different things. People don't even know what darning a sock means. Think about that. I mean, there's a lot of people around you. You may know because you're, you're, you, we were, we, the, the folks that, that listen to the Dark to Light show are a different group of people because we understand what self-reliance means to sell, have self-accountability. But there are people that don't know how to sew, how to, how to, why does it you need to put a thread through the eye of a needle? Why is it you need to double back? Why, how do you tie off a, a stitch? But these are all lost arts. Do you know how to crochet? Do you know how to macrame? Do you, do you know how to even, you know, do a, a simple, you know, little, little things here and there to repair clothing, to make clothing, to cut out clothing? And this is because we quit talking. We defaulted this to industrialized, quote unquote, industrialized world. But in reality, we've actually made ourselves weak. And that's why we keep going back to the government. We keep going back to industry. And when we become self-reliant, we look to ourselves, things change. And remember we talked about this last week when I, on the show is that we talked about the honey stuff. And we were talking about dandelions. What an amazing woman talked to us last week. And we were able to hear about her stories of making these, this dandelion tincture and the things that she was able to do and, and eat these dandelion heads, the little yellow flowers that are full of nutrients that we don't get in our daily lives. I mean, we had that open conversation and it spurred a lot of interest into how we are, how things could be different if we just talked and how enlightening that was, right? It enlightened us. So now that we're on this path of discovery and we've figured out where the problem lies, we have to be these, we have to be the squeaky wheel. We have to be the quote unquote Antifa's of good information. We have to be the left you know, squeaky, you know, LGBTY group. Uh, we, we need to be that squeaky wheel. We need to be the squeaky wheel of great information of how the, the family is bound together instead of tearing the family apart through all these acronyms and real ridiculous ideologies of I'm a them. Like who, who gets, wakes up in the morning and rationally puts together a thought to say, when I walk out today, every person I see, I will scold them openly and I will show myself as an authority over them for them, them will have to tell me that I am a them. That's what arrogance. What piety is that? What that is absolutely the most crazy thing, narcissistic thing to say, you don't you cannot call me a she, you cannot call me a her, you cannot call me a ma'am or a mister. You have to call me a them because I identify as a them. I don't give a crap what you identify as. But this is how far we've gone because we didn't bother to open our pie holes up long enough to let words come out and stop this kind of craziness. We're too busy putting the pie in there and we're not talking about, hey, uh, no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to go get chicken nuggets because you're going to cry and throw a fit because the family is going to do what the family does. And we're going to have family together, dinner together, and we're going to eat as a family. And this is what the family eats. And if you don't want to eat it, then we'll see you tomorrow at breakfast. And moving on, we don't have time for this. But we've catered to this ridiculousness that a three-year-old and a group of adults, what do you want, Billy? You want chicken nuggets? You want to, okay, we'll all go to McDonald's to get chicken nuggets because that's what's great. No. 
I'm an adult man. I'm not going to eat chicky nuggets because some three-year-old imagined that's what they think they wanted. They're only going to know what I teach them. And if I teach them that they can come up with weird crap, that we're all going to bow down to them, knowing they're going to grow up to be that kind of person. And this is a part of that not talking thing. This is a part of where the fathers became a pariah in the home because the father would sit there and he would be quiet long enough. And eventually he would say, you know what? No. And then all of a sudden, well, why are you being mean? Why are you saying something now? Well, because I sat here quietly trying to hold my tongues, to do as I was told, to not talk about these things. And this is out of control, out of control. And we, we have to open up our mouths and be the difference makers. We are the ones that are the answer. Local politics, great national effect. I'm Jim Price here on the Dr. Light Show. We've got a couple commercials coming up. We'll be right back. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from Responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. I'm Jim Price, the Dark Delight Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. King for just one day. Wow. Could we all, what would we actually do if we thought we could run the world for a day? 
What would we do differently? But, you know, let's see what the king of uh, king of America is doing here. Uh, Joe Biden was named in the email found in Hunter Biden's laptop discussing a 25 million ton gas deal uh, with China. Dailymail.com uh, can, uh, has uh, revealed this exclusively. But here's the thing, guys. <laughs> They're acting like this is like, breaking news today. We got this brand new thing called a Hunter Biden laptop. Guys, I had Rudy Giuliani on my show back in October of 2020. We're in, we're getting ready to be in February. We're at the end of January 2023. This is not new news. We're not, I mean, physically this, this laptop information is available out there and they act like they're just get like, oh my gosh, did you see what we just found? Oh, it's earth, it's earth shattering, it's breaking. This is all, this is, this is, this is out there. And the sad part of it is your 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 uh, independent journalists, your your independent media has been, you know, people like Josh and myself. We we are out there talking about this, and we sound like we're a little bit strange. We're talking about this laptop thing, but in reality, it's it's old news. But here is the Daily, you know, the, the Daily Mail, you know, in October twenty seventeen. Uh, Hunter and his uh, uncle Joe's brother Jim Biden. Oh, wait, Hunter and his uncle. Joe's brother, Jim Biden, that's kind of, re- they kind of repeated themselves a couple of times, didn't they? So Hunter Biden's uncle would be Joe's brother. I think we know that. Uh, we got the math. Everybody clear now? So I can move forward on the article. We had to get that in there because we need more words in the article because we get paid by the length of the article. Um, we're brokering a multi-million dollar deal to supply gas for Louis- uh, from Louisiana to the country on behalf of their business partners, Chinese uh, energy giant CEFC, your local energy giant. Um, at the at the time, Joe Biden had finished his term as uh, the VP, and uh, you know, you guys, I really, I'm a, I'm full confession here. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I know you guys are just enthralled with this amazing information that's just come out. Um, I had really forgot about Uncle Joe. He was forgettable. In the eight years that uh, Uncle Barry was in there doing his weird thing, oh, you know, and then all that stuff with the, you know, there's a lot of weirdness. I never even thought of him. He's like, uh, he's like the uh, uh, Walter Mondale thing. You know, you everybody forgot about that guy. He he's forgettable, and somehow that there are people out there that believe he's an amazing leader and he was the guy who was always he should have been next and all these things. This is how they real. They're showing you how they really don't care what you think. They'll they'll put this potato in chief up there, and you'll like it. And yet, those of us that have pulled away and have pulled back the veil, we can't unsee the stupidity emotion that's going on right in front of us. Well, anyway, let's go back to this amazing, groundbreaking article that of the Hunter Biden laptop that just had been released three years ago. Let's see. Uh, a Louisiana-based lawyer on the other side of the deal wrote in October 27 to 2017 that he had arranged a call for Joey and Hunter on Monday discussing the purchase of 5 million tons of gas. That's kind of almost sounds weird when you say you're going to buy 5 million tons of gas, but I thought gas was like a, a floaty thing, like gas floaty. Are we talking about like fuel or are we talking about gas? Like gas, like the floaty stuff, the vapor stuff, or the heavy st- Anyway. All right. Well, uh, while it's possible that the Baton Rouge lawyer, Robert uh, Fennett, uh, mistyped, 
Oh, look at them giving him credit that there may have been a mistype in the email. That he mistyped Joe instead of Jim. <laughs> Come on, this is not... Well, you know, it's possible that this lawyer had a little, you know, a little dyslexia, a little, you know, a little bit of a dementia moment there. I forgot who I was talking about. Anyway, um, so this is the White House did not respond to Daily Mail's request, which surprise, surprise, surprise. You know, how relevant uh, are some of these old movie quotes in our daily life right now? This this is a problem, folks. When we don't act locally, when we don't create the energy and the conversation between each other, it will never affect the city, the county, state, or the federal government. If you if you have all these amazing thoughts in your head, you have all these amazing, like, oh, you know, I get the, I know how to fix this. Yeah. And then you just go back to sleep. You, you, you take a nap. You forget about it. You never write it down. You never say anything. You don't talk to your neighbor about it. You don't engage other people. That loss, that, that thought is lost. It's wasted energy. Your anger, your emotion, your disappointment, your sadness, these are things that motivate people and they motivate not only motivate you, but they motivate others. And if you have these genuine physical responses to what you're hearing me talk about, where they think that possibly Mr. Robert Finette, the lawyer, maybe he mistyped Joe instead of Jim or Jim instead of Joe. Um, this is just gaslighting you. This is gaslighting you. But if you have a true emotion from this, then act on it. Pass the information forward. Look the information up. Get a group of friends that says Monday is our detox, our deflate day. Come to my garage. I will supply whatever libation you want to drink or foods or whatever. And that is you voting with your money. You're going to buy the cans of whatever, the bottles of whatever, and the, the slices of ham or whatever you're going to do. You're going to, that's you voting with your money because your neighbors are going to come down. They're going to eat your food, drink your libations, and they're going to talk openly and specifically about the, the topics of the week or the day that are making them angry. And then they're going to go back to their homes and then they're going to download that to their families and to their schools and to their work and to their influence of circle they have, the, the circle of influence they have. That's, you guys want, that's the answer. That was it. Write it down. I got to write this down. This is what's being recorded. This is what we need to be doing every day. And I know I'm using a little bit of humor and I'm using a little bit of this and like, oh, I want to get you riled up. But what do you want? What do you think freedom's going to do? You think they, that Uncle Joe is going to come walk into your house if he could remember the address, knock on the door and hand you a big bucket of freedom and said, hey, I just thought you, you could use this. When was the last time you heard of the policy officer, the police officer around you going around and handing out big buckets of freedom? How many times when you see them walking around with their flashy lights and there's 12,000 cars and all this other stuff, you know, when do you see them handing out big buckets of freedom? When do you see the city council making an ordinance that says we are making sure that you are free? No, ordinances and these codes, these city codes are taking away freedoms from you and others. Nobody's handing out big buckets of freedom. So that means you got to go harvest, plant and harvest your own freedoms. You've got to be mindful to cultivate that land with your blood, sweat, and tears. Vote with your money. We, we have things here on the show that we're advertising because we want your life to be better, but we have to be able to, to live and survive ourselves. So we have affiliate programs. We have things we offer to you guys because we want you guys to vote with your money, not only to help support the show, to perpetuate the show, but also it helps you in your daily life. 
I mean, this is this is the two-man saw of information and action, right? Back and forth, back and forth. We have to have this in our daily lives every single day. If not, um, Mr. Joe and Mr. Jim, you know, Biden, they're just going to keep doing what they want to do by stealing your money because you don't tell them to stop. Dogs, children, and the government need to be told no often because it makes them better. And we have yet to begin to tell our government no ever. We watched people during this whole Mexican beer flu, the coronavirus, you know, quote unquote pandemic, which never, the pandemic never happened. We never had the pandemic. Guys, if you guys think that there was a pandemic, you, you guys aren't paying attention to what pandemics mean. The only thing that we had was people trying to kill people. It was not a pandemic of, the, of a natural proportion. It was actually just a plan. Guys, we, we have this stuff happened right in front of you. And you watch people get arrested for not putting a piece of paper on their face. That, that, little, that little mask that they were handing out in the box, it's basically like it's a paper towel. There's nothing specific about the technology and the weaving in that mask. It was just a multi-layer paper towel. Go put the bounty on your face. Put a piece of bounty on your face and feel how ridiculous you you feel then. Well, that's how ridiculous you were to put one of them little blue masks on that had fibers that you were ingesting every time you inhaled and they were settling into your lungs. Guys, they were arresting people, dragging people on the ground. They were tackling people. They were forcing people into incarceration for a paper towel on their face with, with some little bungee cord on the side. And you guys didn't get up and stop the policy enforcers. You didn't get up and tell them to back down. You never told them no. You let them incarcerate your fellow man. And you want to talk about, the, oh, I'm a patriot, man. I'm doing my, I'm a patriot. I go out and do patriotic things. I got a flag on my front porch. Well, you know, they should have just put a mask on. Those two sentences don't match. Putting a flag on your front porch to say you're a patriot and you are a patriot, and then letting somebody be arrested ever for not putting a paper towel on their face, those don't match. Those don't, that doesn't work for me. So, guys, this is what we got to do. we got to change how we think. Don't keep playing into the system. Guys, I'm Jim Price here on the Dark to Light Show. we got a couple commercials coming up, and we'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm Jim Price here on WYSL. Guys, thank you so much for being here. And, and this is uh, this is your midday, right? This is your lunch hour, your extended lunch hour. Mondays and Wednesdays, I do a little extra for you guys. And I appreciate you guys' uh, candor. And really, it's been awesome to be a part of you guys' community. And, I, and I, I'm so thankful to be here uh, we got some really great uh, feedback last week, and it's it's just it's it's very humbling to know that you guys are out there listening and doing your part. If you guys have any questions or comments, remember you guys can always call into the show and and chat it up with us, or even email us and let us know how you guys uh, how you guys think we're doing and what we could do to do, do things better. So uh, we do take criticism; it's okay. We, we've uh, we've got trolls and out there that that don't like us when we say things like you know the 
WEF is a horrible group of people that think that they're a cool kids club and they should just tell us how to live our lives while they talk in hypocrisy and all these other things. Shame on them, but we're, we're, we're going to get better. We're going to do better things here. Now there was a, there was a commercial we just had on and it really, it, 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 it cued into me to say something about infrared. Now this was, they were talking about these infrared heaters. Folks, do we not realize what infrared really is? And what it really does for our body. And this is completely unwarranted. This is this. I just wanted to remind people of what infrared can do for you. There are huge, huge health benefits to infrared. Daily exposure to infrared, on, not only on your different parts of your body, but there are different specific parts of your body that infrared absolutely has amazing health benefits to it. Infrared has actually been known to actually grow hair. And that's not from the wackadoodle selling you the snake oil. But in reality, true infrared will cause your hair to grow faster and it will regenerate hair growth. That's not a made up term. I'm not imagining that. But at the same time, what is the benefit to your health? What is it that we have right in front of us? Now, now, Jim, that's not real. You have to do the only way you can do this is is all these other ways. Well, the sad part of it is, is that as we find how our body really works when we find out the real truth and not this fabricated crap they keep trying to tell us that we have to to take to fix our lives we can go out and find that there's some simple little things in our daily lives that make us phenomenally better and we don't have to change down this stuff um i don't know if you guys want to continue to hear about the fact that uh there's all this stuff going on that your potato in chief is completely just misusing his name again i, I i'm guys I really had forgot about him, but he is touting that his name has value. His name is gold. He can write checks on his name. And I, I, I don't know who gave this guy this power or who told him he was amazing. You've got a, you got a Corvette. That's not a one-off. You got a Corvette. That's really obviously isn't a factory color. You got a Corvette that you, Oh wait, that you stacked, you know, secret documents in. You're not an amazing individual. This is not someone who really has his life worked out. And the fact that we can see where your son is writing you a check for money that was coming directly from a Chinese company to you for rent in a house that he wasn't living in, you're not very creative. And if you're saying that you're this Mr. My Name is Gold and I can write checks off of it, but you can't be any more creative than to store stuff in the garage and to say, well, my Corvette's locked in there, that's how brilliant you are. That's all the adult, that that's all the better you have to be to be able to bilk billions of dollars out of the American people. What in the that's what what? So I I know that we keep saying I know that we keep saying that there's this that he's got all this going on. But I do believe that there are other layers to this. I think Joe is becoming the backstop, kind of the, the oh, it's Joe, just keep throwing it. Oh, it's Joe. Oh, it's Joe. Oh, it's Joe. He can't spend the money that he's collecting. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have control. Where does the money go after Joe? I mean, that's the... So, I asked a question, and I uh, I asked a question. And I actually asked, asked a question to Giuliani. I says, I understand that uh, Biden's uh, son went with him on Air Force Two to to China and other places around the globe. I said, I really want to know how much their luggage weighed on the way there and on the way back. 
Because if you're getting a billion dollars from China, what other artifacts or other trinkets or other things could you have brought back if you're on a um, on a flight where no one's checking your luggage? And that, you know, what are you bringing back? Artifacts, gold bars, silver, whatever it is that has value. But then again, I want to know that one next question. Where is this money really going? Because if Joe is getting all this cash, then why is it he's got some place worth not very much money in a in a quote unquote regular neighborhood? I, I I'm kind of flabbergasted a little bit. If if someone was giving me the kind of money these people have, I would have tens of thousands of acres of land, and my house would be pretty amazing. And it would be in an area where people don't come around and can't see me driving my Corvette around my driveway like I'm Rain Man. You know, I, I'm going to have my own racetrack. I'm going to have my own things. Like these people have collected a lot of money, a lot of money. And I, I mean, I'm not saying like, hey, ten, twenty thousand dollars. I'm not even saying like a million dollars. But where is the where is the lifestyle? Where's the yachts? Where's the helicopters? Where's the jets? Where's the fleet of vehicles? Where's the armed entourage that creates a perimeter that you just walk in a bubble that nobody can even get near you? I mean, seriously, guys, if this guy is just has got this golden name where he just writes checks, like people just writing checks to him. Oh, my name is Gold. I get all the money I want. Well, okay. Is this in a savings account? Like, are you get? Is it in a Roth or what? Do you, are you? Are you? What are you? Is there gold? Maybe he's transferring all the cash to gold. Maybe that is what he's doing. And he's he's you know he's called and he's transferred his four hundred one k into into silver and gold. Like, and he's just he's really planning for the future, showing that he's got a net zero value of cash in his life. And but he's just got and I, I probably right next to the top secret security, you know, the classified, really important documents. There's probably some gold bars right behind it, so I need to I need to go and look just you know just to make sure they're safe. I need to go look in his garage and see right there next to that box of papers and the Corvette where the, I'm gonna see if the gold bars and silver bars are right there because where is all that money going? I mean, guys, you don't realize that once you get to a certain point, you can't really outspend the money you have. I mean, you could try. I mean, I'm sure you could do it if you wanted to, but just in an average life where this guy. You know, Mister. You know, Mister. Pennsylvania Scranton. You know, I'm a I'm a working man riding the Amtrak to wa- to Washington D.C. every day, and I got a million miles of Amtrak on my record. Um, where's all the money, bro? I mean, seriously, you've been bilking us for so many decades. You've never had a real job, honestly, guys. He has never had a real job outside of government. Him and Bernie Sanders cut from the same cloth. Cut from the same cloth. Um, so for me, where is that value? Where did all those zeros go? I mean, what is he doing? And, and, and I understand Hunter was doing his best to get as much of that up his face as he could and, and, uh, all that stuff. But I want to know where, I mean, Joe, you're in your retire, you're in your golden years, partner. Where, where are you sailing off to? Do you have a place in Miami? Are you, are you in, you know, West Palm Beach, Palm Beach, or did you buy a place in the Caymans? I mean, where are you going with these zeros? And why are you even trying to collect even more? At your age, if you've got a few million laying in the bank, what are you looking for, bro? Why are you out there still trying to just screw us around? And where is that money really going? But, you know, I obviously I'm the crazy one here. No, I mean, why aren't we asking these questions? Uh, DOJ shows resistance to the House Republicans' investigation 
GOP says department is scared. Well, um, I don't think they're scared enough. Uh, Social Security will be, oh, I don't even want to read it. continue reading that. Uh, they're saying Social Security is not going to make it past 2033. That's from the CBO report. So, I mean, great, just good stuff, good stuff. Um, <clears throat> but again, we don't, we can't answer those questions. We can't have that conversation. But I did have a, uh, this going out, an FBI agent who was investigating uh, Mr. Trump uh, for the Russia gate, the Russia, 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 and the dossier. You know, guys, there's some key words out there, some things that are triggers for me. Prid pro quo, dossier. I really am so tired of those words. I'm exhausted by it. I didn't realize the word could really drive me nuts, but those are the ones uh, that are out there. But anyway, uh, an FBI agent who investigated Mr. Trump uh, in the Russia collusion has been arrested for, come on, folks, wait for it, colluding with Russia. <laughs> so, so, so the guy, so the guy, this is like, this is gaslighting. This is the abuser. The abuser is doing what they're accusing you of doing. And you guys, now listen, listen to me now. Now, how don't you dare, don't you dare step out of line if you see the little flashy lights or a Mr. Policy Officer or a Sheriff or an FBI or CIA agent walks up to you. Don't you dare lie to them. And don't you dare be dishonest. Don't you, now you need to, you know, you know that they have all the authority in the world and you need to just you know, bend at the waist and bow down to these people. But yet at the exact same time, they have a credibility issue right in front of your face. Right in front of your face. FBI agent who was investigating Trump for collusion has been arrested for colluding with Russia. That is where you're at. This is the world you're living in. These are the people out there supposedly protecting our country from foreign entities who are actually turning the guns towards us, weaponizing themselves towards us. This is a problem when we fear our government, when we don't feel like we have a voice, when we feel like we can't be the ones. We have completely failed as a country. We have a constitutional crisis when they, different parts of the, the government are not working with each other. And they're not working with us or working for us. I'm Jim Bryce here on Dark Delight. We're back here in just a few minutes. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. 
Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to Dark Delight with Jim Price here, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the second hour. It's been great to have you. Uh, just checking out the usdebtclock.org, and uh, that's a really neat little, <clears throat> uh, well, I don't know if it's neat, but it has a ton of information from the silver and gold pricing, where we're at with paper and gold, silver, or paper, silver, gold, uh, paper, gold. Golly, you know, English is my first language and I'm not very good at it. Thanks to the public education system, two, uh, two degrees later in college and still doing that. Um, they, they do go here and show you that uh, silver ratio is at uh, 407% and gold ratio is 120% oversold to paper. Yeah, that's fine. And there's a, And the thing is, they turn everything red when it's bad. And turn anything green that is good. And um, <clears throat> just let you know, there's a lot of red on there. A lot of red. Um, and as we go through this, this is just how we do it. Now, by the way, just to let you know where your potato in chief is, where his head is at, where well, we all know where it's at, but uh, they are actually right now working on shutting the economy down. And I just jumped ahead of the story a little bit. I, I didn't mean to give you the end of it. Uh, let me start at the beginning here. Your potato in chief, uh, the administration is actually working to uh, coordinate with local governments to shut the shut the world down for COVID again. We uh, we are having a, an uptick in cases, and you need to go back to mask mandates to fly in aircrafts, and you need to start go ahead and social distancing. And uh, so, guys, I'm just giving you I'm just letting you guys know now so that you guys can be the early adapters. Go ahead and go ahead. And while you're sitting in your house, go ahead and go get yourself a piece of paper towels and just cover your face with it. And and just don't go anywhere. Just stay at home, because this is what your potato chief wants for you. He wants the best for you and he wants you to stay safe because your health, your longevity is obviously his first priority. And he would not want you to guys to be in any type of danger. So they are actually right now, this is a debate that's going on in your government of how they want to shut the, uh, the U S down for, uh, this infectious disease that is, uh, killing nobody. And, uh, there's that. I don't, I don't how, how do you land that? How do when, when we are really this, we are this far ahead of the story, we already know what you're going to do. We already, we already saw it. 
we saw the, the stupidity in motion called two weeks to slow the spread. You know, I, here, let me give you a personal thing here. Again, this is what we do, right? We talk about ourselves. The, we tell you our experiences. I literally was a person that was really super clean. I mean, super clean. And because of this, I guess it's the rebellious nature of who I am, who I've become, or who I always was, I literally don't do the super clean thing anymore. I found out that I was actually damaging myself and actually lowering my immune system, lowering my ability to actually handle things. Now, I was never a sick person. I never got the flu. I never had the runny nose thing. I never. I just never did. I have never been that person. But what I found myself doing is realizing and I started researching what they were telling me that I had to do. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense because alcohol, uh, that this little hand sanitizer things, it actually doesn't do anything. It only kills whatever's on your hand for about the microsecond that it's it touches. And then once it evaporates, it's completely useless. But what you're also doing is breaking down the natural immunity that your body has built into itself. And uh, so I became this person's like, wow. I don't want to live that lifestyle. Now, I'm not saying I leave things around the house and I've got dirt everywhere, but the 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 the, the bleaching and the hand washing and the the things that were we really went off the deep end on, I've backed way off on all that. And it, it was a life lesson for me. I took what they did as a horrible thing, and they made something. I made something positive out of it. I went the other direction. That's where with my show, I was doing the weekend radio show. But I started doing the daily update because I was seeing it in March of 2020. I was seeing the flow of information coming out so fast, so fast. I was like, I have to do so. I, I need to talk to the I need to talk to the people more often. So I started doing the daily update. And that's what I started digging into this. And that's where I came up with the Mexican beer flu. You know, the fart in the wind that's going to kill us all. Oh, hide in your hall closet under your warm blanket of fear and wait for them to tell you to come out. And so I started trying to use humor and I started trying to use the points in our daily lives that we, how we can actually, you know, be different and, and think of things differently and, and take the information they have and then show how ludicrous it is, how unbelievably nonsensical it can be. And then show, hey, just do this. You're fine. Just do this. You're fine. And then showing how the masks actually create all these other problems. And even during the Spanish flu, which again, remember, I got to remind you guys, listen, the Spanish flu was only called the Spanish flu because Spain, the, the Spanish government, did not, over in Spain, they did not restrict their media from talking about it. And so the quote-unquote world, the experts of the time, picked on Spain because they openly said, this is ridiculous, this is nothing to hide from, this is, we shouldn't be hiding from these things. You live your life, go on, you don't have to worry about it. And so they, the Cool Kids Club picked on them and called it the Spanish flu when it was actually a meningitis vaccine that the Rockefeller Institute through the AMA had developed in horses. A meningitis vaccine developed in horses was being put into humans at Fort Riley, Manhattan, Kansas. See how, I, how all this is all interconnected? It's the same old crap. They're not creative. It's like the potato in chief. He's not creative. You know, he's not doing anything fantastic. You know, if, if you're going to have secret documents... You know, act like you got them, you know, put them in a place where no one's going to ever find them. Don't just have them out there wildly wherever you want. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of reasons that I want to look at Trump and I want to ask him like, man, 
It's amazing how you knew the 25th was going to be a problem for Joe. It's amazing how you knew that there were problems with Joe and other people having secret documents and connections to China and, and that there is no connection with Russia. That these have, He's been very brilliant and very, uh, very almost, uh, I don't want to say he could see into the future effect, right? He could really see things coming. It, it is breathtaking. I would love to talk to him about it someday. I hope I get a chance to, and I'm sure that this, these things will come up. But when you think about what we're being fooled by, the, the Uncle Joe's the the guy who's pulling the greatest caper ever on earth. I mean, it's just uh, it, it's to me, guys, they're not creative. I think we have far more brilliance in the audience that we have, and we could do a lot of amazing things and we could push back against these people in ways that I mean, seriously, just push back, just immediately push back on them. And we would find that distance and the freedom that we should have. And like I said in the in the early in the broadcast, we need a default to freedom. Every single thing that we have in our daily lives right now, honestly, is illegal. If you learn what your constitution actually says, that anything outside of the constitution is illegal. It's contrary to the constitution. So if it's not in the constitution, it doesn't exist. And well, that's not real. I don't know, Jim. We need laws. We need dog catchers. We need these things. Do we? Do we? Because we didn't have a lot of the things that you think are necessary for the entire history of Earth. And until we've gotten in ourselves into this litigious society, this overbearing government we live in now, and you're telling me, are you trying to gaslight me that I think I need all these laws? Or have you been gaslighted? Have you been misdirected that your constitution limits the government, but never you? Has it, have you been led down the wrong path? Now, I'm not trying to say that you're, you know, you're not, you know, oh, you're a bad person. It's just, we've all been educated by the same old crap. We've got to break away and break out of that cycle. And so if I tell you that your constitution limits you and never ever, and I'm sorry, limits the government, never you. See, I a little screw up there, didn't I? It limits the government, never you. And anything outside the constitution is unconstitutional. Do you see how when I tell you that the government should only be in national, uh, national security and immigration, when I see that we limit our government back to that, what would you do with all that freedom? Well, the thing is, for a lot of people, like I've said in the past, it could be terrifying. People that are set free after being in incarceration for long periods of time have a real mental problem with that transition. But we don't want to be those people. We want to be the difference makers. We want to show everybody how to be brave, right? Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Dark Delight. It's been really great having you guys. I'm Jim Price here at WYSL. We'll see you guys tomorrow.